BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change, like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mm. yeah, I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. is NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength, and by Grunt Style. Now, with all the news from NASCAR Touring, local and international series racing, here are Kyle Rickey and Hannah Newhouse. A new winner in the NASCAR Kane and Pro Series East, and there's a first-time NASCAR Sportsman winner in New Hampshire, part of the NASCAR Wheel and All-American Series. Welcome to NASCAR Coast to Coast for Wednesday, June 6, 2018. Kyle Ricky joined by Hannah Newhouse back from a very comfortable 105-degree Memphis International Raceway. Hannah, how was your time in Memphis as you were out there covering the NASCAR K&N Pro Series East Race this past weekend? I have to give credit to Memphis International Raceway. They did a phenomenal job of putting this event on. Everything from having, you know, AutoZone employees, CEOs there, to the great event they put on Friday night at the Bass Pro Shop Pyramid. It was a great event, but let me tell you, it was so hot and humid on Saturday. Drivers were packing around fans. I mean, maybe I'm just from the Northwest, and so I was being a little bit dramatic, but it was so hot. But regardless of the temperature, the drivers put on a great race. It was awesome side-by-side -side racing and like you said we found ourselves a first-time winner and that's always a great thing to see as Ruben Garcia Jr. Uh, captured his first Canaan East win on Saturday. His first career win and his start uh, number 43 in the series and really Hannah the turnaround that he needs coming off of two DNS's at the South Boston Speedway last month. Yeah, it is. And, and a win like this can help a driver so much. They always say the first win's the hardest, and then after that, you know, the wins may become more easily. So we might see, you know, a trend starting here for this Rev Racing team, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see Ruben back in victory circles sometime later this year. He is the seventh driver to win for Rev Racing and the NASCAR Driver Diversity Program, a team that also, when you look at the, the big picture, really needs to turn around. A couple of tough seasons for Rev Racing, grooming new drivers while updating older equipment. So this is a big win, not only for Rubing, but for the entire Rev Racing organization. We saw Rev Racing have some really strong drivers with the likes of Bubba Wallace, Daniel Suarez, um, Kyle Larson, all notable names obviously now in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. So it, it has been a tough season for them, but we've got some really good drivers right now in that lineup, including Ruben Garcia, who's got, you know, a couple seasons under his belt and you've got Chase Cabry who now is in a, another season with the same team running the same tracks and so they're helping you know condition their newest driver Ryan Vargas um, who's a rookie in this in the series they're they've got a strong and stout lineup this year and I think we're gonna see Rev Racing really turn their season around this year 
Garcia will join us in studio here in just a bit. At the finish behind Garcia, it was Tyler Ankrum, Tyler Dipple, uh, Chase Cabry, his teammate at Rev Racing, and Ronnie Bassett Jr. rounding out the top five. Also in action over the weekend, the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour at Seekonk Speedway in Massachusetts. Justin Bonsignor battled Chase Dowling. Uh, right down to the finish line to pick up his second win of the season. Dowling came home second, Matt Hirschman third, Rowan Pennock in the fourth spot. Ronnie Silk rounded out the top five. The Modifieds are back in action one week from today at the Thompson Speedway Motorsports Park here in Connecticut. That is Wednesday, June 13th. Now also on the show today, a sportsman modified winner out of the state of New Hampshire at the Monadnock Speedway, Kim Rivet, longtime friend of the show. We talked to her years ago here on NASCAR Coast to Coast when she won the Mini Stock Championship, uh, becoming the first female to win the Mini Stock title in New Hampshire. She transferred into the, uh, the, the Sportsman Modifieds, won Rookie of the Year in her first year there a couple of years back, and picked up her first win this past Saturday night. She will join us on the show. And, and Hannah, I know that uh, being a female in the sport and another female finding success no matter what level has to make you feel good yeah it really does and it's a cool story you know i i did a little bit of research on her of course before the show today and she comes from a very similar situation i did with a lot of a lot of family support you know what i mean her family puts their blood sweat and tears into this she's got a career outside of this you know racing career that she's trying to build so this is something she does because she has a passion for it so when you find success especially after from what I was uh, seeing, they've had some pretty tough luck this year and at the end of last year. So that first one is always a really, really special one, especially for you modified people up in the uh, Northeast. She's been so close so many times, and she will join us coming up in a little bit. But first, NASCAR k East winner Ruben Garcia Jr. joins us in studio after the break. Grunt style. The American fighting spirit is in everything we make. We are 500 patriots and veterans strong, bringing clothing manufacturing back to the United States of America. Always moving forward, never retreating, never giving up. We are Grunt Style, and this we'll defend. Get yours at GruntStyle.com. Chris Crockett here with one of the heads of our Toyota racing family, Martin Truex Jr. Doing great, Chris. Thanks for asking. I hadn't asked, but was about to. Great second question, Chris. Car feels great. And no, no pressure because of last year's results. How do you... Know what you're about to ask? Yeah, you're... Blowing your mind? Relax, Chris. Being out in the lead is what I do best. That is... Amazing. I know. NASCAR and Toyota Racing. With a family like this, who knows the places we'll go this season? Learn more at toyotaracing.com. Toyota. Let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of the National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This is NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Hercules Tires and by Grunt Style. Here are Kyle Rickey and Hannah Newhouse. The NASCAR Canaan Pro Series West was in action over the weekend at Memphis International Speedway in Tennessee and surviving the 100-plus degree temperature during the 150-lap event was Ruben Garcia Jr. from Rev Racing. He took the checkered flag first, that is, and joins us in studio Congratulations, Ruben, on your first career NASCAR Kane and Pro Series East victory. Thank you very much, Kyle. It was uh, definitely a very special one for me. You've been close before. Three top five finishes last year. This is your third full season in the series. Explain how big this win is 
for your career, uh, your first win here on American soil after finding so much success in the NASCAR Mexico series. Yeah, it's very special. Um, I, I was explaining uh, that as a kid, I always dreamed to become a NASCAR driver. And uh, when NASCAR Mexico, when NASCAR started in Mexico and I got the chance to start racing NASCAR Mexico series, uh, it was huge for me. And uh, after that, I started dreaming to one day, hopefully start racing in the United States. And uh, just um, with the Drive for Diversity programs, I got the chance to start doing that three years ago. And uh, it was a huge accomplishment for me. It was like a dream come true to get out of my country, start racing um, in the United States, try to move up my career into the NASCAR ladder. It was really huge for me. And I always dream about how it would be to be celebrating Victory Lane, my first win outside my country. And finally, last weekend, I could have made it. And uh, it's, it's a really, really special win for me. I really always dreamed about uh, having a win here in the United States. Now, it's pretty emotional for you. Obviously, you had your whole Rev Racing team there, which has kind of become your family over here, as well as your girlfriend was there. But you also had your sister and your parents on FaceTime, um, getting to experience Victory Lane for, with you. Um, how emotional was that victory to, in a sense, have your family there and experience it with you? Yeah, it, it was pretty special. Like you said, the Rev Racing has become kind of my, like my family here in the United States. They've all been very welcoming to me. They make me feel like home when I'm not obviously at home. And uh, it was really nice to have someone so close to me, like Regina, at, at the racetrack and just have the chance to celebrate with her. My dad and my mom, they were going to almost every race this year, but this one. So <laughs> they, they miss it. My mom told me, like, I, the first one I miss this year and you win. So, uh, but it was really cool. Regina FaceTimed them and uh, they were watching Victory Lane. They were watching everything. I got a chance to talk to them right after. They were really happy. And they're actually having uh, dinner together at my house in Mexico. They were all together with my sisters. And uh, that was pretty cool just to see, get the chance to see and talk to them right after. Hannah uh, was there and, and mentioned the heat at the racetrack during the course of the day. Uh, how much was that a factor from, from the cockpit of your race car? Uh, it, was, it was pretty bad. It was really, really humid all day uh, long. So during practice, I used two fire suits because I was completely soaked uh, before the race. So I had to change my fire suits because uh, I wanted to start fresh. And... Uh, I really like working out and, uh, um, and trying to do a lot of sports besides racing, but it's still, when you're 105 outside the race car, it probably inside we're 130, 135, so it was, and with that humidity, it was pretty tough, but uh, when you're leading, that's the last thing you think about. <laughs> yeah, poor Ruben, I felt bad. I saw him a couple times throughout the day, and I'm pretty sure the first thing I said to you every time I saw you <laughs> was, oh my gosh, it is so hot outside. But one of the new things the NASCAR Canaan Pro Series implemented this year was strategic breaks throughout the race. And in this race, for example, we had one at lap 50 and 100, allowing these teams to strategize when you're going to take tires and adjustments. And I think your team did the right thing. Obviously, you guys ended up in victory lane here. But what do you guys think you did different that put you guys in the winner's circle? I think the breaks are, are pretty interesting because you can see different strategies we saw two or three cars that pitted on the first break got tires and they were obviously way faster than everybody else but then at the end they fall off especially at track like memphis where the asphalt kills the tires and uh, saving tires and or having fresher tires at the end really makes a difference so we knew that from from the race there last year and uh, we focused a lot on our long run speed um, all day on friday and and the practice we had on saturday we just kept making long runs and long runs and seeing how car was was behaving with 15 laps on the tires, then 30 laps on the tires or more. And um, that's what we did the first 100 laps. We used that as a test, I would say. And uh, me and Steve, my crew chief, were talking every single caution, what the car was doing and how it was changing 
uh, with more laps on the tires. So when we pitted on the second break, got tires and fuel, we made an adjustment to make the car better. What we would think it would be like like lap 30, lap 40, um, and it obviously worked very well. Your career in NASCAR started back in, in 2011, back in the NASCAR Mexico Series, then known as the Corona Series. You won the championship in 2015, and you still race in that series when you're not in a K&N car. How has running that series helped you in the NASCAR K&N East Series and adapting to those race cars? I think the more seat time I can get, um, it'll just... It helps a lot. Like we see drivers like Kyle Busch, he will run anything he wants. Kyle Larson, they'll run from dirt to asphalt, late models, super late models, uh, trucks, Xfinity Cup. They'll run anything they want to. And uh, well, they're the one of the best drivers running out there right now. So uh, the more seat time I can get, it's uh, the, the better for me. I think the NASCAR Mexico Series has grown a lot the last year, so it, it still gives give, gives me a lot of exposure and. Uh, just the challenge and the thrill to, to try to go for two championships on that series, it, it's, I think it's a good shot to, to be able to be on the banquet uh, finishing top three this year in both series. I did a top five in both last year. I'm trying to do a top three in both series this year. Now, they always say that first one is the hardest one to get. You've got this win, obviously a huge boost of confidence for yourself and the team. Um, but the next race on the schedule for you guys is New Jersey Motorsports Park, left and right which you have some experience with that, and Rev Racing has also seen some ex some success on road courses. What's your guys' confidence like going into the rest of the year to you know, potentially get another win and contend for this championship? It's You're right. I, I really think the hardest one to get is the first one. Uh, I've been saying that if, if you don't go to a racetrack feeling confident that you can win, you already lost the race. So, But it's very different. Somehow it's very different to think that you can do it than to prove that you already did it. So um, I think that will help us a lot. My, it, the whole atmosphere in the shop right now, it's different. They feel way more confident. They, everyone is like trying to push harder to repeat that moment um, more than one time. So actually, I didn't circle Memphis as one of the racers where I thought we had a shot to win. I was focusing a lot on road courses, especially Watkins Lane, where last year we were so close to to win and um, maybe Dover was another one that we were so close to wins. I, I was really focusing on that so I'm really excited to go back to, to New Jersey and uh, hopefully make two in a row. I know that that will be a great, a big deal for the team. Finished 10th at New Jersey a year ago. You mentioned the Mexico series a little bit ago. Want to kind of shift gears, talk about that series a little more. You ran full-time both series last year and, and apparently plan on running both full-time again this season how demanding is that for you with with travel schedules and and running and trying to think about multiple series and multiple countries it is uh, especially the traveling side of it it's it's pretty hard because most of the times i fly out of charlotte and uh it's not a, a straight flight to whatever city i'm running so usually it takes the whole day to get there so and the whole day to come back and uh when we have um, such a schedule like the KNN does during summer where we have um, races almost every weekend sometimes I even have to race both series at the same time I did it like four or five times last year and I hope fortunately this year I will just do it I think one time after Watkins Glen and uh, it's pretty hard because you have a lot of traveling and my miles cards are full right now I get <laughs> upgrades very often but that that's good but still like it you get tired from traveling and racing a lot then you come back sleep one day and the next day you are gone again for the next K&N race so um, it's pretty cool I get to go to a lot of places but it's sometimes it like um, 
too much traveling. Now, we talked about the NASCAR Mexico Series, also part of the NASCAR Drive for Diversity program at Rev Racing. You're a NASCAR Next alum. You, you're pretty hands-on through, you know, NASCAR. And we've also seen another familiar face, Daniel Suarez, who reached out and congratulated you on Twitter. Do you still keep in touch with him at all or bounce ideas off of him since he's seen success in NASCAR? Yeah, sometimes. Um, some months ago, we were going to the mountain bike together and uh, spending a little bit of time together. He's very, very busy right now. Sometimes I've seen his schedule and I ask him, where, where do you have the time to eat or just <laughs> relax a little bit? But uh, I know he's, he's doing... He's living the dream right now, but uh, it's really cool to see that I'm kind of following the steps he did three or four years ago. And uh, especially when we got the chance to race together in the NASCAR Mexico Series and we were fighting for championships there and we know each other pretty good. And uh, it's always cool to see that someone like him appreciate what I'm doing. And to bounce off Hannah's question, what does it mean to you to add your name to that list that he's on as far as successful drivers that have found victory lane at Rev Racing, Daniel Suarez and Bubba Wallace and, and Kyle Larson and the likes. It's a huge deal. I we we have banners like most of the teams do uh, on the wall, and just to, just it was a very special thing for me to see that they're already getting one spot ready for me to be right next to those big names, and uh, it's it's pretty cool. Like once once the banner is out there, I think it'll be very special for me to see uh, my picture next to theirs. Now, funny to think, too, you're actually one of the veteran drivers at Rev Racing. We talk about, you know, getting help from someone like Daniel Suarez or other people you lean on. But you're one of the ones over at Rev Racing. Have you been able to help any of the younger drivers, including you've got Isabella Robusto and, you know, Ryan Vargas, a rookie in the K&N series? Yeah, I love to. Uh, I always enjoy having a conversation with special someone like Isabella or Nick where they're um, getting... Uh, started into the stock cars. Isabella is testing this this Friday uh, a late model, and I was helping her fitting the in the seat today. And uh, it's pretty cool to see how young he is and how excited she is to to get into the race car. Nick is pretty rookie as well. He he's uh, done pretty good things on legend cars, but he's very new to the late models. And uh, it's just really cool to spend time with them and uh, try to help him as much as I can. Those youth drivers for Rev Racing just announced a couple of days ago, and uh, they prepare for a busy summer of racing, no doubt. Ruben, I want to thank you for joining us here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, taking the time to come into the Motor Racing Network studios. Congratulations again on the win, and you're back in action uh, this weekend, right? Uh, the NASCAR Peak Mexico Series in Guadalajara. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm leaving this Friday. Thank you. Thank you very much for the, for the invitation. Uh, it's always really fun to talk to you. NASCAR KN Pro Series East winner, the newest winner for Rev Racing, Ruben Garcia Jr., joining us here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Coming up, the newest winner of the Sportsman Modified class for the NASCAR Wheel and All American Series at the Monadnock Speedway, Kim Rivet, joins us after the break. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. To learn more, visit HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. 
I'm Steve Post. The Wing Nation Roadshow is on the road to Minnesota. This is Aaron Everham, and we'll be live from the Agco Jackson Nationals at Jackson Motorplex. Join MRM's Wing Nation presented by the Minnesota Mafia June 7th through the 9th. We'll talk with drivers from the world of outlaws and the top drivers in the Midwest. MRM's Wing Nation presented by the Minnesota Mafia live from the Agco Jackson Nationals June 7th through 9th. Join us at Jackson Motorplex live or listen online on MRN.com. MRN.com. Original online audio, video, and digital content. Need the latest information on each week's races? Check out the MRN.com race center. Need to find your local radio station for MRN original programs? And Camping World Truck, Xfinity, and Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series races? Go to stations on MRN.com. All the latest NASCAR news and opinion pieces, race schedules, driver standings, and archives of MRN programs, MRN race broadcasts, and so much more. MRN.com. This is NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Hercules Tires and by Grunt Style. Here are Kyle Rickey and Hannah Newhouse. Back here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, here on the Motor Racing Network, we're a show that not only talks to drivers and teams from the NASCAR Touring Series, but also at NASCAR Wheel and All-American Series racetracks across the country and up in Canada. And our next guest joins us for the first time. She joined us for the first time back in 2012 when she won the Mini Stock Championship at Monadnock Speedway, holding off two other ladies in doing so. In 2014, she moved to the track's number one class for the NASCAR Wheel and All-American Series, the Sportsman Modified, where she won Rookie of the Year. And this past Saturday night, claimed her first Sportsman Modified win, becoming the first female to do so in that class at Monadnock. She joins us now on the guest line. Kim Rivette joins us. Uh, Kim, welcome to back to the show, and congratulations on what I know has been a, a win long in the making. Hey, Kyle. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, how has the last two days been for you uh, since that win on Saturday night? Busy. <laughs> um, I, I don't think I've been able to stay. I've been trying to stay away from my Facebook because I have so many notifications. I know I'm going to miss somebody if I just don't sit down and look at it for like an hour at a time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I've been trying to avoid it during the day, and then I go home and check it out. And so it's been it's been pretty cool. Speaking of your Facebook, you have a lot of congratulations, and a lot of people seem really excited for you to get this first win. A big, big cheering section behind you. And in that Facebook post, you made the comment, like we talked to first-time winner uh, Ruben Garcia earlier, the first win is always the hardest to get, and you're hoping more wins will come easily. How much is your confidence boosted going in the rest of the year? You know, I knew it was coming once we made we made some major changes to the car this at the beginning of the season. Uh, we had our first race, and we just we had something planned to do for the car, and we just kept putting it off for a couple of seasons now. And we should have done it a few seasons ago. My crew chief Gary Moore wanted to do it, and we were just kind of worried how much because it was a big change and we did it and ever since then my confidence has been so much better because i can actually drive the car to my ability and i don't have to worry about people hitting me because i can drive through it where before that wasn't an option so i think from here on i mean from then on out we've had two seconds we finally got the win we should have had another win if our motor didn't blow a few weeks ago so despite all the bad luck we've had we've still stayed confident and had a great season so far. And that was where my next question was going to go. Uh, the motor blowing two weeks ago, you've been involved in, in some incidents, not of your own making. Uh, since jumping in the modified, have been closed on a number of occasions. 
Uh, how frustrating or has it been frustrating for you before Saturday night here with, with all the bad luck that you have been able to find here these last couple of seasons? It was really frustrating. It was, it was heartbreaking a few weeks ago when the motor blew because no one had anything for us. We were the fastest car on the track by far. And um, it was perfect from the warm-up laps. I said, I radioed over to my crew and I said, if the car stays this way throughout the race, we have this one. And I don't even know, I don't remember where I was starting, but I, it didn't matter. It was that good. So I, you know, it has been frustrating because I know of people that have started first and finished first just because it works out that way and they got lucky. And we had to work our butts off to get where we actually got that win. And every single time it seemed like something would go wrong. And even when we were in the position and we did everything right, something would happen. Even this past weekend, we had the transmission blow in practice, and we had to change it, and we didn't get any more practice after the first one, and then straight to qualifying. So we didn't think we were going to have a very good week this week because we didn't get to work on much. But came out where we actually got everything worked out perfect during the race. So it just now hopefully it'll just get easier from here on out. <laughs> One of the many things in racing with the with the lows comes the highs, and the highs are really good and the lows are really low. But uh, awesome feeling to get the win. Now, a question for you. I am obviously from the West. We don't have the same kind of modifieds you guys have. So um, my familiarity with modifieds is the NASCAR Will and Modified Tour. What is the difference between, say, your Sportsman Modified and a Tour-type mod? Pretty much just the motor. Um, what we run is a crate motor you pretty much can't do anything to it. And then um, they they are allowed a lot more things with their motor, a lot faster, more horsepower. So other than the motor, there's not too much difference at all. Um, if we really wanted to, we could put a different motor in our chassis and go run with those guys. But that's just not something that we can fund. So maybe one day. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, you know, for those that don't know the name Kim Rivet, uh, kind of walk us through your career, what got you started on the driving side and ultimately ending up in, in a sportsman modified at Mananoc. Well, when I was about, I want to say about four, my dad was, he's always been very good friends with Barry Gray, who runs the Granite State Pro Stocks, and he's been, you know, around the racing scene forever. Um, we started with just go-karts at a abandoned track in Northampton Mass and we would go with him and his son and me and my brother and my dad and we just go and hammer around on this little road course that was you know just abandoned so it was pretty cool and they couldn't get me out of the go-kart to even give my brother a turn and then um, we started racing competitively at, when I was about seven at Whip City Speedway we were supposed to be eight but my dad lied and told him I was eight when I was seven so I could start because I wanted to race and uh, we got caught the next year when we were eight again, and they kind of gave us a little bit of an issue for that, but they still let us race. But we ended up racing there, go-karts, and then sprint cars for a few years. So we stayed there for about 10 years racing, and then once I turned 16, when that was the legal age to actually run at Monadnock at the time, my dad bought me a mini stock, and we went and tried actual, you know, asphalt racing because we had done dirt. So it was a big change, but I'm happy that I went, we raced dirt first because I think I learned a lot from that experience. And then from there on out, now we went mini stocks and then now we're jumped to a sportsman modified and it took a little while, but we're finally at the point where we're competitive. So pretty cool. And I have to say my dad um, has been 
for sure the reason why I kept with it when I was younger. And um, it's more of a family sport. My brother's my spotter. My dad, you know, works on the car. And then we have Gary, who's like family, who's our crew chief. And then we have Kevin that helps us out too. So it's more of a family um, affair than it is just going to the racetrack and racing. Now, like Kyle mentioned earlier, uh, making history is a little bit in your uh, achievements, including your championship in the mini stocks, and now the first female winner in the Sportsman Modified class. What is the female presence like at Monadnock Speedway between your class and the other divisions? Um, what, yeah, what's the female presence like there in the racing? Well, prior to this season, I was the only girl in the uh, Sportsman Modified, and then now there's two other. Alyssa Rivera came back. She used to run. Um, and then there is another um, girl competing also. Uh, she's not there every week, but she's been there on and off. Um, and then there is a few girls, pretty much one in almost every division. So it has grown tremendously since, you know, I was running mini stocks. And it just seems to be that it's becoming more popular, which is awesome. I, I think it's great. And I hope that the little, you know, the younger girls and generation coming through can see that you know we can do it and why not try it's it's more fun when you can beat up on the boys so and you know you talk about the ladies that race at, at Mininock uh, part of the history of the mini stock championship a few years ago is the top three were all females in the championship including one of your best friends and Julia Raymond who who also continues to race at Mininock and in fact won on Saturday night right Yep, yep, she got a win. So it was pretty cool to win on the same night. Well, good, good deal, uh, Kim. Thanks for joining us here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. I know it's been a few years since we last had you on the show at the banquet when you were down there when you won Rookie of the Year for the NASCAR Wheeling All-American Series to the state of New Hampshire. Glad we could finally talk uh, after this uh, first win on Saturday night. Yeah, it was great being back. It seems like so long ago. <laughs> and thanks for having me. It's been uh, almost five years ago. Kim Rivet joining us here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, the big winner this past uh, Saturday night at the Manatnock Speedway, winning in the Sportsman Modified. Best of, best of luck to her the rest of the season. Coming up, Hannah and I preview a busy weekend of racing ahead, which includes some international racing in the NASCAR world. Coming up on NASCAR Coast Chris to Crockett Coast. here with one of the heads of our Toyota racing family, Martin Truex Jr. Doing great, Chris. Thanks for asking. I hadn't asked, but was about to. Great second question, Chris. Car feels great. And no, no pressure because of last year's results. How do you... Know what you're about to ask? Yeah, you're... Blowing your mind? Relax, Chris. Being out in the lead is what I do best. That is... Amazing. I know. NASCAR and Toyota Racing. With a family like this, who knows the places we'll go this season? Learn more at toyotaracing.com. Toyota. Let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of the National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Grunt Style. The American fighting spirit is in everything we make. We are 500 patriots and veterans strong, bringing clothing manufacturing back to the United States of America. Always moving forward, never retreating, never giving up. We are Grunt Style, and this we'll defend. Get yours at GruntStyle.com. This is NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Hercules Tires and by Grunt Style. Here are Kyle Rickey and Hannah Newhouse.
wrapping up another edition of NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network by congratulating some of the weekend winners in the NASCAR Wheeling All-American Series. Chase Dowling at the Stafford Motor Speedway in an SK Modified. Burt Myers at Bowman Gray Stadium. John Fortin Jr. picked up the big win at Riverhead Raceway, his first modified win. Terry Seneker and Dave Lake split the super late model twin victories at Berlin Raceway. And Paul Banghart and Sean Bray won the twin 52-lap super late model races at Tucson Speedway. 104 laps in total because it was 104 degrees outside. Hannah, lots of racing coming up this coming weekend, including the NASCAR Kane and Pro Series West. Back in action at Colorado National Speedway in Erie, Colorado. Probably a repeat. I think we're going to have a really strong run with Ryan Partridge, a recent winner in the series. But I wouldn't be surprised if we see someone like Trevor Huddleston, also another Sunrise Ford car. But that racetrack is awesome. It's super flat, really bumpy, and really requires a driver to just be up on the wheel the entire time. So I think we will have a great show to talk about next week when the K&N West gets done. But short track racing also back in action including in my backyard here at hickory motor speedway as they return with twin late model stock races this upcoming weekend one thing we do know is we'll have a new winner at colorado chris eggleston who won the race last year will be actually be with us at the texas motor speedway for the truck race running for dsr crosley we mentioned before the break lots of international racing the nascar peak mexico series set for their second race of the season in guadalajara and can anybody catch Alan Day? He is four for four in the NASCAR Wheel and Euro Series. They're back in action this weekend in Brands Hatch. For us, Hannah, we are off to the Texas Motor Speedway where you will make your on-air debut during a race broadcast at Texas for Friday night's truck race. That should be a good time. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know, you think that I would have enough dealing with you on uh, Tuesdays every day, but now they have me <laughs> dealing with you on the weekends too, so... Nope, it'll be a really good time. I'm looking forward to it. A lot of the guys that race the uh, Camping World Truck Series now are old friends of mine, including, you know, Noah Gregson. I used to race Kane and West with him and uh, Justin Haley, those boys. So um, it'll be cool to be on pit road with them, with me on the radio side and them behind the wheel. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Ben Rhodes, another one of the drivers. We mentioned Chris Eggleston, yep. Todd, Todd Gilliland, Noah Gregson. So uh, it's going to be like the Kane and Series from the past. Should right, it is. The blast from the past. <laughs> That's right. 8.30 Eastern Time, Friday night, Texas Motor Speedway should be a good time. That'll do it for our show here today. want to thank our guests, Ruben Garcia and Kim Rivett, for producers Craig Moore and Jonathan Cochran. For Hannah Newman, I'm Kyle Ricky. We'll see you back here next week. Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Coast to Coast has been brought to you by Hercules Tires and by Grunt Style. NASCAR Coast to Coast can be found on demand at MRN.com, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, and SoundCloud. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a production of the Motor Racing Network. All rights reserved. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I I'll just take one more. Just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change, like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mm. yeah, I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.